Do you wanna know mm-hmm. the meaning of life? I do. Listen to my perils and strife. Welcome all my, my friends, friends and foes. This is Seableezy Knows. I'm the aforementioned Seableezy. I'm the one who knows. And uh, we got into it last week. So sorry about that. If you were not, you weren't trying to get deep with me, but uh, we did. I don't even know if I took a breath that entire episode, but it's uh, it's what I've been thinking about for the past couple of years. So, wow, these headphones are all tangled up. I'm going to unplug it, which is weird because like, I'm I, so I just unplugged my headphones, right? I know you can't see my setup, but I'm just sitting here in front of a microphone. I'm at my parents' house now, actually, but even if I were home, I just have my little setup, my microphone, and I plug in these headphones, but why? So I can hear myself more clearly, I guess. Here, let me plug them back in. Oh, yeah, that's much better. Like, I could literally sit here without headphones on and just talk, and that'd be totally normal, and nobody would care or think anything of it. And yet I wear the headphones and other podcasters do the same. Why do we do this? I don't know. I guess maybe so. No, there's literally no reason. Even if you're talking to other people, like just, t- just talk to them. Anyway, so I'm doing that. I'm at my parents' house. Uh, my parents are not here. Um, they are vacationing, taking trips. Uh, my dad retired last year, so this is the first time they're really doing that. Not the first time, but like the first full year of that um and like good for them they're hanging out but uh i'm teaching a marching band past couple years i was the assistant director um of this marching band it's the school i went to uh in high school it's the it's the exact marching band i was a drum major for in high school and i played oh all sorts of stuff each year i did something different i did uh baritone well i did trombone first and then i switched to baritone that was drum major sousaphone all sorts of stuff um and you know cut my teeth in the marching stuff and then i i went off and did uh some drum corps i did the bridgman alumni i did the syracuse brigadiers um and then ended up you know auditioning for blast and blue devils and doing some guest teching there and with phantom regiment and doing the concert last year with phantom uh, is there anything else I really did? All sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, it all started here. And so I'm, I, my brother is the director of the band. And uh, two years ago, I guess, I started on as the assistant director. Uh, basically just filling in uh, for somebody who couldn't do it. And uh, ended up staying on and it's been fun. This is my last year doing it, I think. But uh yeah, it's been a great time. So anyway, the reason I'm I'm up at my parents' house is because um, they live in the same town still, and I'm staying here because it's finals week. It's the New York State Championships on Sunday, and so uh, usually I would come up for, we have rehearsals Thursday and Saturday, and Saturday will usually be a competition or something, uh, Friday, sometimes football games, and so I would come up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and go home for the week or go travel and do shows or whatever I'm doing and then come back Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it was three days a week for the fall after band camp. And, um, uh, let me turn down the fireplace. 
That's right. I'm literally sitting next to a fireplace. This is a very classy episode of See Bleasy Knows. Um, so yeah, I would um, do all that. Let me see if this takes a difference. It does not. Okay, great. Um, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday rehearsals. Uh, but this week, uh, I decided to come early because it's the last week and hit the Tuesday rehearsal as well. So that's all. Uh, so I'm at my parents' house. I'm alone at my parents' house. Uh, which is kind of funny because certainly I've been alone at my parents' house before. When I was in high school, my um, my senior year, both my parents left for, for a few weeks, uh, which says a lot about <laughs> a lot of things about me, about my parents, about my childhood. Uh, I have three siblings, and I will tell you that would not have happened with any of my siblings. Maybe my brother closest to me, certainly not my older brother or my eldest sister, that would have never happened. Uh, but by the time, you know, being the youngest, the fourth child, having three children go through and make mistakes and uh, get into trouble a little bit here and there and having them react to that trouble and realizing that none of this is really a big deal and the kids are going to be okay. Also realizing that each one of us um, ended up being a little less adventurous. I don't know if that's the right word. Like my sister made a lot of mistakes and got punished for them and all this stuff. And then she kind of, I guess my brother was kind of looking up to her, whether any of us would admit it or not, looking up to the older sibling and, and the older sibling is being uh, trying to be a good role model for the younger one. Again, whether or not they would admit that uh, at the time, but you do. As an older sibling, you take on a certain responsibility. And so the older sibling would try to at least put on a, a face for the younger sibling and be like, you know, I'm going to be a good role model for my younger sibling. And if that happens over the course of four siblings, by the time it got to me, you know, my brother closer to me was looking up to him, at my other brother, and he was a good role model for him. And it just kind of distills down into something that is really not getting into trouble, which is me. It was me. I wasn't, I, I never had alcohol. And this is even in high school. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything like that. I wasn't into any of that. And, um, I wasn't even interested in, in getting into trouble if that makes sense. Like the stuff I liked wasn't that. So it didn't, there was no inclination that I would do that. And even when I was hanging out with my friends who did like getting into that stuff, I wouldn't do it. So I would go to parties and I'd be around drugs and alcohol and all this stuff, but I, I wasn't really interested in it. And, um, I think my parents knew that. I, I don't think they knew to what extent, because of course your kid's going to tell you that, you know, I wasn't having sex, but like, I'm not going to have that conversation. If anything, I felt like lame for not have, having sex. And I, I actually, I remember having this conversation with my mom. Um, I didn't have sex until like late later, um, even like almost after college. And so um, I remember having, I was coming home from college, like maybe, maybe my sophomore year. I don't know. But whatever it was, I certainly hadn't had sex yet. And my uh, my mom was talking like, you know, you got to be careful because uh, maybe my cousin got pregnant young or something. Something happened uh, where somebody got pregnant. And she's like, you got to be careful. You know, it can happen. It's, it's real easy. And I went, it's not that easy. <laughs> and she basically was like, no, no, it, it is that easy. Like, you got to be careful. But my point of view was like, no, you have to have sex first. Like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure that's a requirement 
and uh yeah that was a funny thing and and i literally felt lame to my mom for not having had sex yet um because i like i didn't want (laughs) it's real i didn't want to like um you know disappoint my own mother by still being a virgin uh but we don't talk about these things it's the toxic masculinity thing which is like of course now i know that it's totally okay that i didn't and granted i i it was my choice for much of that, but certainly through high school it wasn't. But anyway, uh, so whether or not my parents even knew the extent of it, I was not, I wasn't trying to get into trouble, even if I had the freedom to. And so there was a time where I was alone my senior year, and I, I think, I, I'll go back and find out, but I think it was about three weeks, um, the fall of my freshman year, or senior year of, of, of high school, uh, I was alone in my in my parents house i had two cars full of gas i had money for food and i cooked a little bit i went out and got like pizzas or something i'm sure uh i had friends over a little bit but only on like weekends like i was i was a very responsible um young adult and having that responsibility you know and didn't really take it um take advantage of it with one exception and um I won't talk about that just now. You'll you'll get it out of me eventually. But yeah, so I, uh, I, you know, we had this kind of deal where it was like I had a pass with the date off of it that said like I could be, you know, late to school. So if I overslept and didn't get myself to school, uh, the deal was I could use this pass right in the date, use the pass that says like, sorry, Chris wasn't feeling well, so he's late. So if I overslept, I would go into school and use the pass right in the date. And then after I used the one pass that I was given, I would have to stay at my grandparents' place. And I thought, that's pretty good. I didn't know if I could do it because I was used to being really bad at getting up. But it turns out when it's my job to get up and my parents aren't going to help me and I don't have that safety net, uh, I got up every day. I never missed it. And so the last day, the day before my parents came back, of course, I used the note because I still had it. The deal was after I used the note, I have to stay at my grandparents' place until the end, but it was the end. So I, you know, kind of beat the system there and decided to take the morning off. Anyway, so that's kind of funny. Anyway, the reason I'm talking about this is because I um, am at my parents' place now as an adult without my parents here for the first time. Um, And the difference is I have a house to myself now and I have routines and I have things I do my house I live in a tiny house though it's 500 square feet and I know how that works I know how I function in that space and it works and now I'm applying that to my parents house which is you know a two-car attached garage and a full basement and a living room with cable and a tv and uh, you know a laundry room and a computer room and how many bathrooms three bathrooms and a full kitchen a sunroom uh dining room like (laughs) four or five bedrooms like it's i don't i don't need all this obviously and i haven't even been upstairs the, the week and a half i've been here um but applying all of my now known routines to this space it's like how would I live if I lived here? And it's it's just way too much space for me and for my lifestyle. Uh, but it feels very different than, I guess that's my point. It feels very different than the other times I've been uh, alone at my parents' house. Um, feels more adult. Feels less 
uh, like I'm getting away with something and feels like, oh yeah, this is, this is what life is. It's just way too much space. So anyway, that's why I'm in front of a fireplace, uh, having a little fireside chat with you today. I didn't think I would actually find time to do this, but oh well, I'm putting off a little bit of work, but it'll, it's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm here for marching band finals. We're really excited about it. We're doing a Muppet show, um, Muppet themed show, and it's really fun. Proud of kids. There, you know, there's there's no like superstar musicians in this band. Everybody's pretty much on the same level. Um, real real struggly at the beginning of the season at the end we're starting to make music and and really get it it's a big band with a small staff and a small um budget and so we're always we're always the thomas the tank engine uh and just chugging along trying to do our job every time and and i'm proud of them every time by the end every time in the middle i don't think i'm going to be (laughs) and they they push through and it's good so uh this is last week there um let me see what did I do anything notable this week? I went to the city yesterday and tried out some mouthpieces. Um, there's a friend of mine. He's one of the first people who really took me seriously as a musician. Um, his name is Dan Levine and he um he's he's a really awesome dude. Like he's he's been around. He played with uh everybody is the answer but ray charles frank sinatra like um all sorts of broadway shows uh he wrote the horn parts for them they might be giants played in the horn section with them plays with blood sweat and tears now like this dude is a mean trombone player and when i was in college i was like i think i want to play on broadway that's you know my my career path of potential career path which is basically like what i'm putting my energy into um i don't know if people think about that but i certainly did which was like this is the amount of hours i have in my day a portion of those are going to be spent socializing or hanging out with friends or just like texting your friends whatever however much time you spend doing friend stuff or family stuff and then a portion of my time spent in school or learning or you know gaining knowledge because i like doing that portion of my time spent on entertainment fine portion of my time spent on my own personal health and eating food i mean that counts right um if you work out or walk or go hiking or whatever or just sit and meditate or read a book you know personal mental health stuff and mental health physical health and eating and then a portion of my time is spent on my career and once you've gotten you finished with those other four like there's maybe not a ton of time left or maybe you um cut down on all of those other four in order to get okay so whatever i'm doing i don't have that much time to dedicate to it so i pretty much dedicate my time or did at least at the time to one thing and so uh in high school and going into college it was trying to be a classical musician in a major orchestra um, and then it, fo- it changed focus to like jazz, swing jazz, Latin jazz, and then it changed focus to Broadway. And when I was focusing on that, and of, co- of course, a portion of my time is spent on school, which is classical music and jazz. So I was still doing those other things, but the career time, uh, I was I was 
really focusing on yeah so like end of sophomore year maybe junior year on broadway and i decided to contact broadway trombone players and see if you know how they got where they got and i contacted probably a hundred broadway trombone players and i don't know 10 percent of them got back to me so 10 players yeah that's probably about right maybe i contacted more than 100 and 15 got back to me so whatever it was up about 10 percent of them got back to me and some of them uh offer you yeah give me a call and we'll talk so i called and took furious notes i still have the notes it's pretty cool because now i'm like friends with some of these guys and i still have these notes from when i was in college like literally had never met these guys this was the first time i had any conversation with them but some of them literally talked on the phone with me for over two hours this is crazy people i'd never met before some kid that they've never met before they talked to me for two hours i'm like this is what i did and like i, I basically like interviewed them um and they told me where they started what they went to school for what they really got into and studied after that and how they met the people they met and how they got into the Broadway pit orchestra scene. Uh, other people uh, met up for coffee and we basically had a similar thing, but informal. And uh, a couple people said, yeah, why don't you come sit in on a show? And one was Mark Donatel with uh, Mary Poppins. I think it was. Yeah, he was playing Mary Poppins. So I that was the first one. He literally said, yeah, we're all black. Come sit in on the show with me. And I got to watch him play the show during a Broadway performance. And I was like, you don't know me. This is amazing. He, he really was like very open and helped me about that. Uh, another one was uh, Dan Levine, this, this guy I'm talking about. And he was playing Broadway Follies, I believe. Follies on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just, he, he, I got a lesson with him, but it wasn't like you're my student and now a cash cow. So just keep coming back and paying me to teach you things. He was like, yeah, you sound great. And you know, here's a couple things that you could work on, but like, it's not, it's nothing too severe. He's like, you could totally play on Broadway if you wanted to, which was nothing, you know, nobody had told me that before. And he treated me like a professional musician, even though I was at the end of my college career still. I didn't feel like a professional musician, but he was treating me like one. I didn't feel like a colleague, but he was treating me like one. And it turns out he does that with everybody because he's a really nice guy. And so anyway, over the years, we've kept in touch uh, quite a bit. I hired him for my December tour. He played in Philadelphia and New York with me uh, for my Christmas stuff last year. Um, we, he played with me on uh, one of my videos with uh surreal may um with i've got my love to keep me warm check that video out not a lot of people saw that one that was awesome that was like we kind of came up with it together some really really great musicians on that surreal may is one of the greatest jazz singers of our generation um and jennifer wharton was on that i think yeah yeah that's such a great video um and anyway he he's seen me play my stuff on youtube he knows that I play bass trombone in those videos, but I'm a tenor trombone player by trade. And so he's, and he does the same thing for the Broadway stuff and his multi-tracking stuff that he does and his recording projects. He'll play, he'll double on bass, but he's a tenor player by trade. So uh, he's developing some mouthpieces and he wanted me to come try them. And so I said, of course, 
and I made a special trip down and I tried out these mouthpieces and I have to say, I really liked them. Uh, I wasn't expecting to like them. I wasn't expecting really not to like them either. I was just like, ah, I'm not really like a mouthpiece guy. I'm not really a, uh, gear guy. I don't really care about the stuff. Like just give me something that works and I'll play it. But I have to say, I really, there was something in, in those that I, I really enjoyed and made certain parts of my playing more effortless which is always a good thing uh, allowed me to do some stuff in a way that I want to that I was not able to do on my own stuff so anyway that's what I did yesterday went down to the city for that met up with a friend um for I guess it wasn't lunch it was after lunch we had a little snack together a little snack break in the work day and yeah uh that's I, I was only home for for two days this week and back here for marching band so yeah but got a lot of cool stuff coming up and i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do a podcast uh on the road probably probably not because i won't have my recording gear with me so it just have to be on my phone and that's kind of lame although maybe we'll see you'll know because i'll do one or i won't but i'll I'll give you a little update what's going on so um i'm working on a couple announcement videos um, I'm doing a Patreon-only trombone choir. Maybe I already talked about this, but if you're a Patreon donor, you can be in one of my videos and play a part, and it'll be a big virtual trombone choir. That'll be fun. Um, there's the International Trombone Festival, um, or I guess it's ITA, International Trombone Association uh, competitions, which are due in December, so I'll do an announcement video for that, um, just to kind of plug that a little bit more. I'm going to do my own Country Roads uh, video. I know I put the one up of the Trombone Choir down in West Virginia, but a lot of people are like, hey, we want you to do your own. Actually, a lot of people are like, hey, you should do it because the Fallout thing is coming out. And they didn't see the first one. So I think I'm gonna, I'm just going to do my own version, and I think people will like it enough. Um, and what else? What's the other video? I'm doing? Oh, the, the composition competition winner, which I have not yet announced. So I'll keep that quiet. But, uh, the top, first of all, I sent these submissions to way more judges this year. And some of them are, I mean, like in major symphonies, they're all trombone players. Some of them are in major symphonies. Some of them are really amazing educators that you've heard of. Some of them are um, composers. Uh, yeah, one is a composer, not a trombone player, but we're in stuff for trombone. Um, and yeah, uh, teachers at some of the best known trombone conservatory places. And they loved these pieces. These were the best. Um, I don't want to say the best because the the past winners were awesome too. But this was my favorite year overall so far. So like um, the hardest decision making it into the top few, into the finalists. And across the board, all of the finalists deserve to be there uh, versus past years where it's like they're all they're, they're good. There's some really good ones in here. Um, but like the winner is more obvious or, uh, the, the finalists are more obvious. Neither of that was true this year. 
the finalists were less obvious and the winner is now just kind of a toss-up we finally got to a consensus but i had to keep sending it to more judges and getting more people involved because right when we thought we had somebody like coming up out top uh, i guess i could explain how i do i pick the winner so for this one we had seven um finalists and so if somebody and i just had the judges basically rank them one to seven and they could put a tie in if they wanted to and if so if they gave it a first place spot they would that one would get 32 points and if they got a second place spot it would get 16 and third place it'd get eight fourth place it'd get four and it goes down like that four two one zero 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 okay um zero one two four eight sixteen thirty two yeah exactly so um i would add those all up for each judge and that's how i did it so kind of this binary system that weights it more and more and more uh so literally you get double the points for each spot and Every time we would be like, okay, this one looks like it's going to be the winner. Somebody would come in with a ranking system that, that or a ranking that is totally puts it on its head. And like what turned, what was like seventh place went all the way up to first. And like, it's, they were all really good and very different. And so people liked different things about the different pieces. And, uh, finally we have a consensus for number one. Uh, so I'm happy about that. I feel comfortable with with the decision. Uh, the two, three, and four all flipped so much that they they really could be in any order. But like, that's less important. I know for the people who get second, third, and fourth, it'll be kind of important. But um, I, it's not first and it's not last. So like, you know, it's it's really good. And maybe we do a tie for second. I don't know. But I think I think we have a pretty good list. And they're all really fun, and I can't wait to play them. Okay, so that I'm putting out soon as well. Um, and I'm doing all of those in the next couple of days. I have to I have to rush to get all that stuff produced. Because next week I'm going to Atlanta to be on a TV show. I can't tell you what it is. Um, I can't tell you what I'm doing. Mostly because I don't really know yet. <laughs> I know a little bit. I know, I know a good amount, but I don't know enough to like give any details. And even if I did, I couldn't tell you, but it is a TV show. It is a Netflix original TV show that is highly popular and I'm very excited about it. Uh, so I'll be in Atlanta filming that, um, Monday through Friday of next week. That's, that's going to be fun. I'll be there during Halloween, it would seem. And then I will be back to vote. Make sure you vote. Oh my gosh. People are saying this is the um, most important election of our lifetime. Is that an exaggeration? Probably because it hasn't been our whole lifetime yet. You don't know that yet. But uh, certainly important. And like, I don't know. Don't, Don't be scared out of voting. Don't be, don't be complacent. Don't, um don't believe anything (laughs) just do a little research like look up some voting history um people aren't aren't typically lying about themselves they'll lie about other people uh they'll be more idealistic about themselves on both both sides all sides um but you know listen to what people say about themselves because that's their best 
foot forward. So you can usually find like um, my opinions and my stances on the people's website. So even if you like go to the poll, even if you don't do anything before, but you've registered to vote, because like, come on, guys, it's 2018, register to vote. Um, so then you go to your polling place uh, or you look up a, a, what do they call it, a template ballot or whatever, and you see all the people on it. Just go to the websites or just look them up and and see whose views you align best with. That's the only game that you have to do at this point. There's a lot more that happens before this point, but like that's all done now. We can't we don't really talk about that anymore until it's that time again next year, I guess, or the year after. And uh when we do primary elections and all that. That's when it really matters. And like most people don't understand that or get that or care. But like the real change happens at the primary elections. That's when we decide what like the actual like substance is going to be of our government. Because once it gets down to this point, it's like us versus them. But before that, it's who are we? Who do we want to be? So, but that's done now. And so now it's just a matter of picking, picking sides, which is kind of annoying and I hate it. But, um, again, just look at the people that are on the ballot and look up their stuff and the game is who do i most align with that's all you gotta do that's it and just because nobody is exactly you is no is no excuse and if there are two that are equally bad that's it's not a thing that's not a thing somebody is going to have something that's closer to what you want uh so just pick that one and we will inch in that direction inch in a direction that i hope is more compassionate and less corrupt and sane uh but like that's it just pick the one that you you i know i know it's not fun and exciting like you want it to be but politics should be kind of boring it's better when it's a little boring right now it's very exciting and that's not a good thing so that's it just do it it's it's not you know nothing special shouldn't be anyway right now it is but just you know get it get out there and do it it's great and you'll feel you'll feel like a a sense of pride doing it and then you'll feel a bunch of shame when the person you voted for doesn't win yay politics okay so just do that so i'm coming i'm coming back to new york literally just to vote because i didn't do my mail-in ballot so i'm coming back to new york from atlanta to vote go to a lake street dive show because that's great and then i'm going to puerto rico for about a week five days something one two three four five six days and um doing some outreach concerts there we're doing a whole bunch of concerts that's gonna be fun straight from there i'm going to kansas city doing a concert with zoltan kiss and the kansas city symphony trombone section uh that's november 13th make sure make sure if you're anywhere near kansas city you come to that there's tickets on my website already bandsintown.com slash christopher bill um that's going to be so much fun. We're still putting that together. Actually, right when I finish this, I'm going to send it over some sheet music so they can practice the stuff and look at it. Um, I'm doing a masterclass earlier that day. You can sign up for that as well. Zoltan Kiss is doing that too. Zoltan, by the way, Minozal Brass, really awesome group. Uh, and then I'm playing, I don't even know what it is, but it's something in Walton, New York with a friend of mine. And then it's Thanksgiving. Huh. So I don't know if I'm going to have time to do any anything from now until then because i'm literally pretty much on the road with the exception of the election thing uh i'm on the road from now until thanksgiving 
but Thanksgiving week, I should say. I'm back the Sunday before Thanksgiving. But um, yeah, so that's exciting. Also, I might as well announce it to you guys before anybody else because we're here. Uh, I just officially booked a show in Chicago, a Christmas show. It's the only Christmas show I'll do this year. Last year, I did the whole eight-city tour, nine-city tour, really. And um, that was too much, and I got sick, and I hated it. So <laughs> if you came out to one of the shows, you know I had fun in the shows. The shows were great. But uh, before and after the shows got a little taxing. The rehearsals and the travel schedule got a little taxing. Um, with the exception of L.A. and maybe Phoenix, um, because the weather was amazing uh, and I could just hang out. But, um, yeah, the rest of it I was just kind of like, kind of dead. But, uh, yeah, so this year I'm just doing Chicago. I'm doing it during the Midwest Clinic, if you know what that is, if you're going to be there. Uh, it'll be Friday, December 21st uh, at 6 p.m. So, 6 p.m.? Is that right? Did I lie? I don't think I lied. 6 p.m., 6 to 7. Yeah, yeah, correct. 6 to 7. Uh, Friday, December 21st in Chicago, Illinois. Um, the quartet is yet to be decided, but it will be, it'll actually probably be more than that. I think we've got an opener and everything. It's going to be, it's going to be a freaking blast. So I'm very excited about that as well. And I'll actually have some time to prepare for that when I get back from my next travels. So we're working on too long. This podcast is too long already, but I got excited when I talk about stuff. All right, let me have a drink. All right. You know, I, uh, I was thinking about, cause I like, <laughs> I like comedy, I like funny people talking about things, stand up, whatever it is. I think it's really funny, but, uh, a lot of times comedy comes from anger or depression, or even like cringy moments of which, you know, if you think about a, something that makes you cringe or cringy, a typical cringy moment, it's, um, it's out of insecurity, uh, or embarrassment, which again is insecurity, right? Like all of the stuff that makes you cringe is probably because you would imagine it's embarrassing, which is probably because you're insecure about it. Um, or some about something. And so if you're not insecure, you don't get embarrassed and it's not cringy for you. Anyway, you can understand, like you'd still understand why somebody else would be embarrassed by it. And maybe that makes you cringe a little bit, but, or feel bad for them. But you know, those are the things that we, <laughs> we find funny. Uh, for, there are other things for sure, but, but the bad ones, the negative feelings, are most funny, especially once you've had some time and some space to distance yourself from it. And then you could tell it as a joke and you don't feel as connected to it, but everybody else can be like, Oh, I've been there before. Like, yep, that's, that's a bad thing. And then you laugh about it because like we all do this and yet we're all embarrassed by it or something like that. Um, and I've over the years tried to figure out my insecurities and like fix them and, and do better. Um, being less insecure and more happy in my own skin and happy to be myself. And I listen to other podcasts and shows and stand up. And I, I want this podcast to have an element of that, those things that I love so much in those, which is like telling funny stories and, and making fun of myself and 
making people laugh about these stupid things that we do. But I realized like, uh, the more I'm in touch with myself, the less, the less funny I am. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Again, I'm good at being funny about other things, but about the, the real like deep funny humor i think i'm just gonna have to like talk about my past because like there were a couple stories even in this podcast where i'm like oh that's funny but um you know it just came to me talking about my parents house and stuff but uh that's all like that's all my past i don't know if i'm gonna have funny stories going forward because i don't i don't let things get to me Uh, there's there's not there's not much that that does. And I guess I could talk about other people because other people get real insecure and it's, they wear it on their faces. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really do it anymore. And I don't know. It's better. It's better. It's just less funny. <laughs> you know, poor me. I don't, I don't have pain and suffering in my life that y'all can laugh at. Poor me. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll try to we'll try to dive in in the future and and get into that stuff. Now, I do mean it. Tweet at me at classical bone hashtag Cblazy knows and um, ask me questions, and I will talk about them in depth. Even at this point, you don't get that option ever, especially with something like this. Because like, I'm, who I'm really going to talk in depth? Yeah, I am. Actually, am uh, if you do it now, as more and more people listen to this, and more consistently, I do it. Uh, yeah, I won't be able to do that. There are too many people. Just like YouTube comments, I used to read every single one. Now I don't. By the way, if you want to um, get me to read your YouTube comment or Instagram or anything like that, uh, here's here's pretty much. I don't know if this is. Yeah, I guess it's Instagram too. Um, Right after I post something, YouTube or Instagram, uh, I will check the comments. So if I'm up when I when I release a YouTube video, sometimes I'm not because I just release them at 6.30 in the morning. And whenever I get up, I'll, I'll check. So right in the morning when I get up, I'll usually check the comments. Just see early reactions, see if I did something stupid like spelled the title wrong, which has happened many times. Uh, and, you know, fix that kind of stuff and just, okay, people are kind of liking it. Okay, they're not really into it or whatever. And then I don't really look at it again until, well, I guess I'll, I'll probably look at it again that night. See the initial reactions all the way across. Be like, okay, first day, this many views means something to me. So, like, if it has a couple thousand views, eh, it's all right. If it has, like, 8,000 views in the first few hours that's good if it has over 10,000 that means this was a hit and if it has even more than that then like we're talking potential viral who knows and then I read the comments um and then maybe Wednesday or Thursday I'll check in again and just kind of look at the comments again just read the new ones um so if you want me to read your comment for sure the first day first hour even uh I will do it I might even respond to it I might not there's a lot don't be offended, but if you want the best chance, uh, and you you check the video or the Instagram post right right when I do it, uh, yeah, that's that's the way to do it. So anyway, I don't have time to like respond to everybody and do all that, but this podcast is relatively um, unpicked from that kind of uh, just monotonous like comments and stuff where like you just kind of have to 
see it all as one big block of like support or discouragement or whatever, just opinion. Like, okay, the audience says this. You're you're not yet the audience. You're just a bunch of individuals and you could totally message me and I'll I'll see it. And I'll do an entire if if one person tweets at me and says, Hey, can you talk about this? I could I could dedicate a whole podcast to that. Now please, please don't have something boring for me to talk about. Like, I don't know how to play high on the trombone. Sorry, I just moved the microphone so I could get closer to you and just complain about people who want to play higher on the trombone. Um, don't ask me that. Because I, I will tell you, you practice playing high on the trombone. And if you can't yet play high on the trombone, play the highest thing you can play on the trombone and practice playing a note above that. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I have two videos on range. You can watch those. How many people ask me that, that stuff? Now, if you ask me something not technical, because like that stuff I could talk about, but like don't make me talk about that. Ask me some life questions. This is C. Bleasy knows. So you can tweet at me. Last time nobody did. So I'm just going to keep talking about nonsense. And that's fine too. If you want to do that. But like, where else? You're listening to this. It's the end of episode 40, whatever. You listen, you're, you've made it this far. So that means you listen to the entire episodes. Uh, Cause otherwise you would not have made it this far. Um, wh- <laughs> what other entertainment platform and medium do you get to be the sole influencer in the content and so you could come up with some silly question i would love a silly question uh that i can take seriously i would love a serious question that i could be silly with either way you know something that you are actually struggling with or something that is just kind of silly and out there i would love either tweet at me at classical bone uh hashtag say knows and uh i'll do it and if not that's all right i'll just keep babbling around but uh you know it would be fun to have some input, and so I could actually get into it. Um, I have some some interviews and stuff coming up, so uh, stay tuned for that. It will get it'll get different here and there, but uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, my I have a piano across the room, so you you'll no longer be able to hear my voice. But let me turn this up all the way. Oh, it's pretty much up all the way. Okay, I'll have to play loud. So that was see please who knows. Um, you know, see you next time. I'm running. I'm not running. I'm walking. I lied to you. Uh-huh.